0: I think it's a couple minutes early, but it doesn't look like two minutes early. We'll go ahead and get started. Um, Welcome. Glad everybody's here. I'm very excited to be here as well and be part of this event. I heard a lot about it last year. I couldn't be part of it, but I'm excited to be here today. Um, My family always tells me as I get older and hard of hearing, all that rock and roll I listened to earlier when I was younger, I get really loud, so if I start talking too loud, I'm not upset, somebody tell me, okay? And I'll stop. try to stop talking so loud. Can everybody hear me in the back? Okay, so it looks like about 90% of the folks definitely want to create an app. Maybe that's even why you're here today. Uh, 8% are still on the border, and 3% of you don't want to have any part of it. And that's fine, maybe I'll change your mind today here. So, let's see See if everything works as it's supposed to. Okay.
1: Excellent.
0: I'm using Poll everywhere here. Uh, It's a free app. If you've never used it, free application, uh, check it out. So, who am I? My name's Chris Thompson. I'm from Georgia Tech in Atlanta, Georgia. If you're not familiar with Georgia Tech, maybe this will ring a bell. It's one of the most, supposedly it's one of the most recognized songs in the entire world. I'm not really sure why or if I believe that, but that's what they say. Ramblin' wreck from Georgia Tech and a hell of an engineer is the way the words go. Um, If you want to contact me, there's my contact information, and I'm going to be talking a little bit about today about why I think every teacher and student should consider becoming an app creator. As we go through, if you have some questions or whatever, just raise your hand. I'll be glad to stop, and we can have a discussion. You surely don't want to listen to me talk for an hour. Um, So, uh, Also, on the website, the Mobile 20... website. There's a place for speakers and resources. Uh, I've uploaded some information there as well. If you want to go grab a copy of that, don't everybody do it now, but uh, it'll be there for you as well. So, just to make sure we're all on the same page, when I'm talking about mobile devices, I'm including either handheld devices or tablets. I consider those both to be the same. Not just a lot of people think, well, maybe you're just talking about handheld, but I'm thinking of both. So, another quick poll here as we get started. you think creating apps is hard? Difficult? Too difficult for most students and teachers? Chance once again, to give us a little input and see what you think. A lot of people have preconceived notions.
2: Responding.
0: Oh, there we go. It all jumped in. And okay. Looks like we're pretty well split. Yeah, I'd say yeah. We're we're, we're we're well split here. That's amazing. Folks are not sure. Some thinks it's easy. Okay. Many think that it's just the gifted. No right or wrong answers, but I'm going to show you here as we go through what I think the answer is. I think it's not nearly as hard as you think. And that's probably the first reason for why I think every teacher uh, should become a mobile app creator. All ages are doing in creating apps these days. Um, 72-year-old gentleman created a 3D game that he's published on the App Store, made a little bit. Nine-year-old Korean boys created apps, had them published on the App Store. All kinds of ages. In the opening session, they talk about, spoke about Thomas Suarez, and it just so happens that he's part of my presentation.
2: top of the Again, the slide with more. And Mike, this to right, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm right here, it's actually uh, pretty popular right now. It's called, uh, Ball, in the and uh, pretty good to goal for and and Hopefully it works out and do too well there. But uh yeah currently this is the number one top (laughs) three app for the iPhone. Uh even out a very popular game you may have heard of that was here by a whole team of developers. Uh, I think that's the birds. (laughs) Angry birds just got a whole lot angry. The popular game is no longer number one on the list of top three iPhone apps, the new leader, big bubble ball creator, a 14-year-old kid from Spanish 4, Robert name. It was just over a month and a half. It's going to be about a month and a half. Robert never considered himself a game developer. The idea of game was maintained out of his friend William Brown. Well, I've never been around for a few years. I don't know. I do that was William's father had an idea for how Robert could share his text out in town. Actually, they're just saying all the time, playing all the games, but I don't know learning how to program and teaching himself how to write code the iPhone. So he taught
0: himself.
1: Pretty amazing
0: guy. He took one of the harder routes to get there. 14 year old, had over a million downloads in the first uh, month, I believe. I also mentioned in the opening presentation about the group that's creating apps uh, for free for children that have cancer. This is their little story. like to create it, and this young person will actually then try to create an app for those people, the children who have cancer. He's working out the rules, how it works. Uh, a number of different uh, people creating. I want to show you real quick uh, an app created by a student in one of the classes I worked with. Sound for half a second. This is a learning app. How to speak like a valley girl. Who knows how to speak like a valley girl? Okay, if you've ever wanted to learn how to speak, I thought it was a very creative idea anyway. uh, So let's. Store for 99 cents if you're interested when you want to go back and you really want to learn how to speak uh, valley girl um, done by an 8th grade student uh, very cool I thought not exactly my selection of topics but still very cool, very creative that they did that and if that's not enough to convince you we're going to create an app in a little less than four minutes, right now. So I hope. Okay. And I have a little musical accompaniment in the background uh, while I do this here. Uh, Oprah's uh, 24th year opening in uh, Chicago. I like that movie for a number of reasons. One, if you saw in the beginning there was only one lady dancing and everybody was looking at her kind of strange. A lot of times I feel like I'm that lady. i telling people they ought to build apps. Eventually everybody gets into it and everybody's part of it and if you notice Oprah even gets so excited she's got her phone and she's filming the event as well to share and just having a great time. Uh, just a really cool thing so while with that played I built an app I'm going to show you uh, what it looks like um, here it's a music mixer that I can have several different sounds I can mix different sounds comes up with my own beats Uh, and I could very easily, I don't trust the wireless network here, but I could very easily transfer it right over to my device here and actually play it. But I'll give you an idea here what it looks like if I did that. That would take about uh, just a few seconds. But just to show you that I'm not pulling anybody's leg. objects around, playing different sounds, mixing multiple tunes together, and we did it all in less than four minutes. Um, So I I will say I did cheat a little bit. I had some of the graphics and those kinds of things. Um, Oh, I didn't even actually put it on charge, switch the camera. Um, But I actually had a few of those things, the graphics and so forth, built. But these are some of the kinds of things when I work with students lots of different kinds of apps they can build Uh, but these are some of the kinds of things that are really approachable for them to do it's not just your simple um, powerpoint it's got multiple objects that can move and sounds that are playing multiple tracks number of different things going on at the same time all done with a a simple a free tool um, and Creating rules is the way it's based. Tomorrow, I'm going to do a hands-on session. If you're interested in learning how to do that, we'll build some apps just like that. Yes, question? Uh, Game Salad? Game Salad. It's from gamesalad.com. You can go and download it. Don't everybody go download it right now, but that's the free tool. Um, that's out there that will allow you to do that. Come to the session tomorrow and I'll give you a big CD with a lot of examples and how to do it as well.
1: and get, kind
0: of get back here the presentation. So here it looks like a salad bowl, but this is the application. It'll create applications for Apple devices as well as Android devices. Uh, It's a pretty amazing tool. Their idea is to make game creation available for uh, everyone else out there, and I think they've really done
2: a good job with that.
0: So as we move on, take one more quick poll here. When do you think mobile devices will be the main student computer in school? Three years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, never, or they already are. Give me your feedback. What do you think? Again, text the code to 37607. Take your picture. You can tell I'm at a mobile comfort to so get no nevers, okay? When I do this with other groups, there's always a never, okay? But no nevers today. All right, three, five years, looks like those are two winning, uh, not too far in the distant future. Got some people who say 10, a few say 20, and some even say they already are. Well, let's look at some of the data. You may have seen some of this data from the Pew Internet study. But uh, in this survey they found, this was actually in 2009, so it's a couple years old. About 75% of the teens actually had some kind of cell phone or mobile device. You can see it's pretty well even among boys and girls. Um, Definitely higher as the income goes up, but even 60% of the folks who have uh, a household income below $30,000 have some kind of mobile device. Um, if you look at uh, the schools, about sixty-two percent of the teens were allowed to have cell phones in schools, but not in class. Twenty-four percent forbid having cell phones at all. About twelve percent could have a cell phone at school at all times. A few other missing in percent there. Uh, I was been out examining and evaluating a handheld grant in Georgia for the State Department. I had to capture this picture quickly as I walked by because I wasn't supposed to have my mobile cell phone out. I don't know if you can read it. <laughs> this is a school that is implemented a handheld mobile device project. First offense, three days in ISS, you lose your cell phone for seven school days. Second offense, five days in ISS. Okay, phones are held for the remainder of the year. While I was there, they had the police checking a student's cell phone to see if they had been communicating with anyone during the school day. And this was a school that had a handheld grant. Okay, so the teacher quoted me and said, it's better to be caught with drugs than a cell phone in our school. And she was deadly serious. Better to be caught with drugs than a cell phone in our school. Interesting. Real-world data. But if you look at what's going on in school, 68% of the kids where no phones are allowed in school have them. okay. And 58% of the kids where no phones are allowed at all have texting during class. So my case is when are mobiles going to become the most prevalent device in schools? I vote for they already are. Whether we're allowing the students to use them or not, they're already there. So we ought to find, in my opinion, something to do with them besides to put the kids in ISS because they have their devices there. Now, I borrowed this cartoon and several others. I don't know if you know it, but they're actually mobile cartoons from Mobile 21, a group that sells a mobile LMS type of system. Here's one saying, I got one tough kindergarten. You have to check your cell phone at the door. Okay. So, another reason to consider having students create, be creators of mobile apps time and time again, how many times have we got new technology in the schools and we use the old ways and then everybody complains that we don't see any change. Um, What what I have seen is that uh, schools are getting devices and are doing the same old kinds of things. They see them as a way to consume content. Um, And I'm not knocking just consuming content, uh, but if you give them an electronic PDF, Of a book on an iPad. I'm not sure we've made much progress. The number one complaint I had from teachers when I was out interviewing them was, you can't run flash on my iPads. I have all this science content that I want to I want to access and I can't run flash. That was their biggest complaint about the devices. Uh, And I just I found that an interesting comment from the teachers that that they were still using and thinking of these devices merely as Another internet access tool where I can access
1: websites.
0: Another one that we hear everybody talk about spec, is that you can Google anything, anywhere, and find the information um, and check it out. Well, I think that's kind of a next level of access and use of the device is for doing just that kind of thing. If you look at what adults are doing, this is another uh, Pew Internet tracking survey. The number two use adults have said is they use it to learn something they're interested in. Um, 64% of the folks said they've used it for that, so I'm sure kids are using it as well. But kind of the third level is uh, creating content, whether it be apps or be games or whatever uh, kind of the application, but really giving the creative power into the hands of the students where they're not just consuming this or just looking up information, they're actually creating um, all kinds of things. So why create mobile content? I don't know if anyone's seen this video. I found this one very interesting about what's going on out there in the real world. Seen this? How adept a a one-year-old in this picture thinks that uh, the magazine is broken. So, my value proposition is about creating applications. Is that in what we have been finding so far is that I think middle school and high school students are the only ones we have worked with yet. That by doing and creating comp- uh, content on mobile devices, they'll increase their knowledge of the whole STEM, uh, entire range of subjects. There's a lot of math, science, computer science involved in this. That students will improve their achievement, uh, develop 21st century skills. Uh, that teachers will increase their content knowledge as well. as We all know that one of the best ways to learn something is by actually teaching it. And that it can be applied in and out of schools. And what's really interesting, I found, there's a huge interest from parents. And it gives parents and students something to talk about and to share about. An easy way for them to go home and share parents. I teach these classes to middle school and high school students. And all the teachers want to know if they can, not the teachers, but the parents, want to know if they can come (laughs) with their kids to the classes. Uh, It's a real interesting phenomenon. So the third reason is that mobile content creation is learning and it won't be for long, okay, before we got the little guys uploading to uh, YouTube. Other reasons, Uh, it's incredibly engaging for the students to be involved in creating on a mobile device or creating something. Uh, I've seen rooms that just go silent when the students are engaged in doing that. It's easy for them to share it uh, there's a huge uh, business opportunity, the connection with parents. I mentioned. one of my favorite is just say no to PowerPoint. How many PowerPoints have we all sat through in students created or anyone who created that have just bored us to death? Um, and the whole future of STEM jobs, they all require some kind of computational thinking and what a great way for them to participate and do this. Okay. One more poll. you think a lot of people are getting rich creating mobile apps and games? I hear this a lot. What do you think? Yes, no, not sure. Come on in. We've even got some seats if you need a seat. Come on now, we all heard about angry birds, right? Okay. Thomas Forest maybe didn't make a lot of money on his first round, but he had a lot of fun and is probably making a lot of money now. Okay, most people are not of the opinion that they're making a lot of money, but let's see what it actually looks like. There's over uh, 500,000 apps in the Apple App Store. Recently passed 25 billion downloads, 400 new apps a day. If you divide the number of apps by the number of creators, you are really only making pennies a day. However, it's one of the top 10 jobs in demand today. I always have people calling me at Georgia Tech saying, do you know any students at Georgia Tech who can create a mobile app for us? And I tell them, yes, but they already have jobs, okay? It's an incredible demand, so from an economic standpoint it's certainly a very uh, marketable skill to have today as well. And it gives opportunity for many groups, the new American dream is to strike it rich, the gold rush on the App Store. You may not do that, but you certainly have that dream to follow and you have an opportunity to be uh, employed quite well. Other kinds of things you learn when you're creating uh, mobile apps, uh, everything from user interface design, if you're creating something about learning, something about instructional design, there's the whole media production piece. You gotta create graphics, you gotta create sound. How do you design, what's the logic behind the game if you're building a game? Programming, maybe it's not coding, but you're still having to think logically and build programs from a computer science standpoint. Uh, robotics, there's a lots, now more and more robots are being controlled by a mobile device. Collaboration, critical thinking, all these different things. Uh, as well as whatever the subject matter might be that you're creating the application for. And one of my favorite is you definitely can develop storytelling skills. Here's a young boy telling a story that his dog swallowed his iPhone. And he can send in his paper in about 12 to 14 hours. Okay? The stories never stop, even when we go to the mobile world. Certainly, there's great alignment with the net standards, if you're interested in that and implementing that in your district. Creativity, innovation, communication, uh, collaboration, perfect opportunity to work on those kinds of standards and skills. Um, and certainly the critical thinking, problem solving, decision making are all part of designing and creating some kind of interactive application for a mobile device. In Georgia we looked at alignment with some of the technology standards in what we call the career and technical area and it's very easy to make those alignment with this with those standards. I have one teacher who's actually been teaching his uh, entire this year and middle school uh, students to create the applications as part of their career and technical CTAE we call it in Georgia And then this whole area of steam not only the math and science but the arts, bringing in those pieces and integrating them into one single area of study. Another reason. There's a great debate going on now about whether students, all students should be taught how to program or how to code. There was a recent article in the Guardian by John Naughton of the Open University, basically stating that in UK, they're having a serious discussion about what kinds of technology skills students should learn in uh, classes K-12 environment. And he's saying that he thinks every student should have be able to learn some of the key components of computer science, understand computational thinking, learn the program, and be able to progress through that. He's saying that far too long. We've been, we've turned really technology into learning how to operate Microsoft Office, application oriented, and not really about the computing and the technology behind all of that. He states what we forgot was that cars don't run the world, monitor our communications, power our mobile phones, manage our bank accounts, keep our diaries, mediate our social relationships, snoop on social activities. And even some countries count our votes. But network computers do all these things and a lot more besides. And he argues that it's becoming a moral obligation that we should teach children more about technology and how these things operate. uh, Because if we don't, they're going to be cut off from... Their world's going to be shaped by computing and technology as users that they have no idea what's behind it. Um, The literacy in the future is not only about being able to search and analyze information, but being able to understand about that technology behind it and know when it's being manipulated. I saw several tweets from Graham today uh, talking at the conference about Google and people saying Google is such a great source of information and forgetting about how Google can actually and does manipulate the results that are returned based on paid advertising, a number of links, lots of different ways that information can be manipulated. So, I'll briefly go through what are the different kinds of mobile apps, lots of different kinds of ways to do it. Everything from, if you think about mobile content, maybe not an app, Uh, using Dropbox to share documents, Um, there's tools to create applications and content actually on devices, iMovie Keynote, there's two that actually work on an iPad, touch app creator, and create books builder that actually allow you to build an app on an iPad. Uh, and these are the kind of apps that are more along the lines of an interactive book, which you can have video, you can have events and respond to them. There's a tool called Interact Books, which is a hybrid application You have you download an app from the app store, and then they have a creator that runs on the PC, and you can build much Uh, very interactive books that run within their application. Web Web apps. Web apps are basically applications that uh, you download from a website and you can then store them on your device and continue to use them even when you're not connected to the internet. You don't have to go through the app store. The one that everybody hears about mostly are native apps. Those are the ones that are downloaded from the Android or the Amazon or the Apple App Store, they are the compiled applications that run the fastest and can have full access to the hardware. They sell RAM or GPS, camera, all those different types of devices. More and more, this is becoming available in the web apps. Uh, this kind of hardware capability, this is the area where people are talking about and mainly making money in. If you're going to do ebook, iBook creation, a number of different ways to create that, um, and I apologize we're reviewing this for all people, but for iBooks you can use Apple Pages, there's a word processor called Stories, Adobe InDesign, and everybody's heard of the Apple iBooks offer program. Amazon Kindle has similar kinds of things, there are websites that are out there, and now uh, K-12 institutions can have their own iTunes U, instance and begin to share and create that kind of content as well. So who knows, someday Johnny's gonna be stopping at the door and saying, wait I can't go to school, I forgot to load my apps. Uh, Web apps, and again this is in the information that I have on the conference site that you can download all this information so don't worry about jotting it down, it's there, you can go and grab that. Here's a number of tools for creating uh, web apps, I mentioned the app, Touch App Creator that runs on the iPad. Uh, iBuildApp.com is a browser based application. Um, it has a selection of widgets you can then choose. I was just speaking with someone here who's been using that in their school districts for the students to build apps. Uh, NS Basic is a application. It allows you to program in BASIC and it also has a drag and drop interface that builds web apps. Uh, Construct2, Tersus, AppCobra, AppMobi. number of different tools out there to create web apps if that's what you're interested in. I mentioned iBuild Free. I'll talk a little bit about that tomorrow in my session. There are then what's called native app generators, which are applications that are pretty much point and click. And then basically what you do is you download the source code and compile it with the Apple products. And then you can publish it off to the App Store. A number of products there. If you want to learn programming, these days you basically just pick the programming language you would like to work with. And you have your choice of two, of tools. Apple Xcode works in Objective-C, but there's C++, C Javascript, Basic, Lua, Ruby. And believe it or not, how many people remember HyperCard? <laughs> HyperCard still exists, it's now called LiveCode by a company in Scotland called RunRev, and they have an application that you can do programming for Android, for uh, iOS, for uh, Macs, PCs, even for Linux, all using the same code it exists out there. Um, It still is alive and kicking even after all these years. The non-coding applications if you want to create apps. I mentioned GameSalad, that's the one I demonstrated with these visual rules, but there's Clickteam, has a tool app inventor for Android only, a product called stencil which is like scratch if you've ever used scratch you drag blocks of uh, code together you don't actually have to learn to type in the code unity 3d is a very popular uh, game development tool that's available out there so what have we been doing at seismic i'll just give you an idea we had our first camp during the summer in 2010 we put it up on our website we 80 applicants for 12 spots from three different states, okay? Um, We also had two Saturday half sessions where high school students and their parents came um, with like no work at all. In 2011, we again, no advertising, put it on our website. This year we opened it up to middle school students. We had 200 plus applicants from four states in three countries. We had somebody come from Thailand for a week-long day plan to learn how to create mobile applications uh, high school students. And uh, one middle school uh, teacher who actually attended the camp with the kids and has been teaching kids throughout this year um, in their classroom um, as a main component. We had several half day sessions. We were able to handle 80 plus people, plus we had at least that many on the wait list. This summer we're doing actually seven weeks of camp with 25 each and we already have 75 people on the wait list, and all we do is put it on our website. Uh, huge uh, interest in learning and participating and in, in creating this kind of content. We've had about a 60-40 male-female uh, ratio of interest. About 92% have told us that it has increased their interest in uh, computer science. said they're more likely to pursue a career than they did when they started. 100% plan to continue, would like to continue some kind of mobile app game development afterwards. And 100% of the kids thought that it would indeed be very useful activity in the classroom. So here's a little video from the folks in Walker County that have been working on that this year. (laughs) Thank <laughs> So anyway, you get the idea that they're learning not only about the technology, but also about problem solving and helping one another and collaborating a number of different activities these middle school kids have been involved in. So for the future, uh, we're going to do some more research about this and try to understand really what is the impact on the uh, children who are involved in doing this try to do some more uh, collaboration. I'm going to go out spread the word, tell people about this, uh, give them uh, the opportunity to learn about it, share as much as I can. Uh, we hope to offer some online courses for students, teachers, and parents um, in creating something called the Mobile App Factory where we have kind of a year-long process that students can come in the summer, they can work on them in clubs, and so forth throughout the year. So what else can you do besides just Programming. Well, the world is changing as well. Now, I mentioned you can actually control real-world robotic devices. And if you've seen anything about robots, you know the world is on fire about robots when it comes to STEM. And here's one of our my favorite robots. Controlled with the iPod in his hand. I'd hoped to bring one, but I just couldn't find a way to finish my suitcase without breaking it, okay. <laughs> what it is, it's a flying quadricopter with four engines controlled by tilting the iPad. Students will be working on actually building the applications in the future, their own applications, to control the device as well. Uh, it's it a sophisticated computer itself that it also has an onboard and wireless leash transmitting video from the front of it in my next uh, here uh, if I can get this going we're going to actually do a demo you can see this is a Sphero I don't know if you've ever seen a Sphero but Sphero is a little robot that is controlled by your iPhone
2: get Sphero going here Okay, he's got a little blue tail. I'm gonna adjust him. there he goes.
0: Okay, so those of you who can't see, maybe I can drive Sparrow back to see you, okay. But it's a sophisticated robot that is controlled simply by touching the device. Whoa, there he You're welcome to come up afterwards and drive Sparrow. But it's a real world application, it's about a hundred dollars for the actual device. But a real world robot, a real world robot that the students can then I'm lost under there, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, bring him out. Thanks. It's a little too crowded here. Uh and then you can change his color, you can actually draw a picture on the ground, you can and he'll follow the picture that you draw. A number of different things you can do with this and the students will be in the future creating applications, their own Sphero applications as well, to control robots in the real world. Let's see, there's Sphero. Someday maybe the parents will be complaining that they have too much mobile homework to the principal and we'll all be in trouble for all these things we've created. So, with that, here's my contact information again, and does anybody have any questions? I'd be glad. Comments? Questions? Do you think it's a great idea? It's a, I'm crazy? What? Yes?
2: In your camps, which of the, of the apps have kids taken off with the most? You mentioned most, <coughs> like. what the scratch like. What do you write by age, like upper elementary, middle school, what do you think they've taken off with the apps?
0: We have been using game Salad for all of those okay and they typically what we've done we about to spend about three days learning together how to create things and then the students are given the two days to design whatever it is that they would like and the parents come in and then we display we have a celebration and folks show what they have created on the last couple days. Anybody creating apps any kind of apps in your school system? Are you? Okay what are you guys using?
2: For the kids, yes. Yes. I actually work for a nonprofit. Oh,
0: okay. 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 So you're creating. I mean, does anybody have their students creating apps in the schools? You do. What What are you guys using? Well, we have our high school students. So are they, are they actually
2: programming in Java, or what what tool are they using? Not sure. I don't know about that. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I I know that the, the Android SDK thing, I mean, I know there's the Java, you
0: haven't have that much of run, but I don't know if they have a special program. Okay. Yeah. Yes? I just had a question. Does, uh, is game it only for Macs? It only runs on Macs, that's correct, but you can create applications for, um, Android or iOS. So that's one limitation if all you have is PCs. The other thing you ought to just do is everybody ought to switch to Mac and then that would fix the problem. Uh, There is a program the closest thing that comes to it on the PC side where you can create HTML5 uh, applications through the web is the Construct 2 program um, and it runs on a PC, you can use that, and it basically creates a JavaScript file which you can then upload to your device, but uh, it also has some limitations as well. But that's the closest thing to it on a, on a PC. Construct 2 from uh, Shira, S-C-I-R-R-A dot com. Any other comments, questions? Questions? Well, then, I think it's probably time for the next session. Thank you all for attending. I hope you learned something. If anybody wants a card, I'd be glad to give you a card.
1: Uh, Talk to you.